This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards a quiet mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. I'm saying, a holy ghost feel 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. First of all, I want to give honor to God who's head of my life. I want to thank God for um, Bishop Smith for giving me the honor to stand before you. Amen. For all of the uh, leaders in the house. Amen. For the beautiful women in white. Amen. Give them a hand praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. For that scripture reading that was right on time. Praise God. And uh, the remarks from um, First Lady, was it was just right on time. I said, God, I thank you. You're confirming this thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So for those of you that do not know me, I'm Reverend Olivia Jones. My husband is Reverend Jones, Reverend John Jones. And we just delighted to be here. Amen? Delighted to be here. Amen. Thank God for the warm greetings and the warm welcome. I just thank God for the presence of the Lord being in this house. Amen. Amen. And I'm truly excited on today because I know that the Lord has a word. Whenever I'm given an assignment, and I looked up the word mission, and mission means assignment. Amen. So this is Mission Sunday, right? Amen. And so I am on assignment to give you the word of the Lord and what God has for you. Amen. I just believe it's going to be life-changing. I, I don't believe you're going to leave here the same way you came. Amen. Because I know that the God that we serve is a life-changing God. Amen. Amen. It's impossible to come in his presence and remain the same. Something's got to change. Amen. Whether it's your attitude change, your mind change, your situation change, your circumstance change. Something's got to change. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm going to go straight into the word of God. Um, the Lord laid on my heart and he gave me a title. I'm not really one for titles because he usually gives me a word. Amen. He just gives me one word. Amen. And so... Um, if I was going to give it a title, I guess I'd give it putting it off and putting it on. Amen? Because there's some things as believers we've already established through the, the inspirational word this morning and through the scripture word that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And it said he delighteth in his way. Amen? Amen. So if your steps are ordered by the Lord, that means you're not doing your own thing when you want to do it how you want to do it. Amen. That means that God is ordering your steps and he's telling you what to do, what to say, when to go, when to come, when to stop, when to sit down. Amen. And if he's not, then that means you need to give him the opportunity to do that. Because I've been following the Lord since 89. Amen. And he hasn't led me astray yet. Amen. I've gone astray a few times, amen, but he has not led me astray, amen. He has not led me astray, I'm telling you, and even when I get off the beaten path, his word puts me right back on where I'm supposed to be, amen, and I just love him on today. I really do. I love the Lord on today. Um, I've been ministering now for many years. I stopped counting, but I think this year, September, be 30 years I've been saved. Um, I've been ministering about 15 um, 
I've done a little pastoring. I pastored for about three years. So I'm not a novice at this, amen? I've been doing this for a minute just to get, tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a um, mother of three beautiful grown children. Uh, my baby girl is here on today. Just wave your hand. That's my baby girl, and that's my uh, two grandsons, amen? I've got three grand boys and another grand boy on the way, amen? Amen. So I thank God for that, for him just giving me the opportunity to see them grow and mature in the things of God, get married, have babies, and all of that. Do y'all know that's a blessing? Yes. Hallelujah. That's a blessing. Amen. That's a blessing. So I'm praying that the Lord bless me to see four and five generations. I want to be around here for a while. Praise God. Just sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. So my scripture reading today is going to be coming from Colossians, the third chapter. Uh, the first through the 17th verse. Um, you can remain standing if you, if you want to stand. You can stand. If you want to sit, you can. Because it is, um, you know, verse 1 through 17. And uh, if you like me, you can't stand very long under extreme circumstances. Amen? <laughs> Amen. But I thank God because this is a reading um, coming from Paul. And it is a written letter. And uh, as I began to study this, I was like, wow, how powerful is this, that a man of God can write a letter? And today, we don't write as many letters as we used to. We send texts, and we, we uh, you know, talk email and Skype and uh, all this other stuff we got going on. Amen? But I remember back in the day when I received a letter. A letter was very, very important to me because it means that the person took out time to write and they had to put thought into what they wrote. Amen? So they couldn't just haphazardly just, you know, there's a difference in a postcard and a card. Amen? And there's a difference in a note and a letter. Amen? A note, you just jot down a few little notes, and then a letter, you take time to say, dear so-and-so. Amen? So he's addressing the church at Colosh, and he's talking to believers. He's not talking to sinners. He's talking to believers here. Okay? So we're going to start at the first verse, Colossians, uh, Colossians 1, it's 3 and 1, amen, amen. It says, the new life in Christ. If you then be raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Sit your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Modify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil compensence, covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. In which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. He said here, but put now ye also. He said, but now ye also put off all these anger and wrath and malice and blasphemy. Filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. Seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. And have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, 
where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian or satarian, bound nor free, but Christ is all in all. Verse 12, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long-suffering, forgiving one another, forbearing one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all things, put on charity, which is the bound of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to that which also ye are called, in one body, and be ye thankful. It said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, teaching others in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God, and the Father by him. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Okay, so my title today is Putting Off, uh, Putting On. Amen. And as I begin to read over here in the first chapter, it says, If ye then be risen with Christ. And we talked about if on Wednesday night, didn't we, Bishop? If is a conditional word. That means if you do it, if you be risen with Christ, then these things which are above where Christ is seated in the right hand of God. So you're going to do those things which are from the Lord. Amen. If you are. But if you're not, then you're not going to do those things. Amen. So it is conditional. And verse 2, he says, set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. What are some of the things on the earth? With people. Number one, right? Some fleshy things, amen? We're worried about our jobs. We're worried about our house. We're worried about our car. We're worried about our children. All of these things are fleshly things that are upon the earth. And don't get me wrong. We should be concerned about them. But our affections shouldn't be set on them. Anytime you set your affections on something, that means that's what you're focused on, amen? And if you put your focus on God first and put him first in your life and everything, you will see that he takes care of everything else, amen? He takes everything else. He will take care of it. If you seek ye first, he said, the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. He said, all these things will be added unto you. Amen. He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. If you desire a husband, he'll give you that. If you desire a wife, he'll give you that. A better paying job, he'll give you that. A house, whatever you desire. Amen. If you set your affections on things above, where Christ is seated. What kind of things are above? What, what's above? What's in heavenly places? Amen? The kingdom of God. Set your affections on the kingdom of God. God, how can I please you? How can I live for you? What can, what can I do for you today? Amen? How can I serve you more? How can I serve your people? How can I reach a lost soul for you? How can I pray for someone? Those are heavenly things. Those are things that are above that we should be considered. We should be set our affections upon daily. Have we ministered to someone? Have we helped someone along the way? Amen? And it's time out for me, myself, and I. 
It's time for us to minister and begin to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Someone shared the word of God with you, so you have to share the word of God with others. Amen? Amen. So now we're not focused so much on earthly things, although we need earthly things to survive. We need earthly things to live, don't we? We need food and drink and we need shelter and there's some things we need. And God knows that we have need of. He knows already what we have need of. But when we open our eyes in the morning, the first thing shouldn't be, how can I make more money? How can I get me? How can I run a scheme? How can I get over? It should be, God, how can I praise you? And how can I lift you up on today? Because you blessed me to see another day. God, how can I please you today? You know, and oftentimes we walk around as if we don't need God. But if you ever open your eyes one morning and realize that it's only because of him that you can even open your eyes. It's only because of him that you can even breathe in and out. It's only because of him that you have your right mind. It's only because of him that you have the strength to work a job, to bring in income, to support your family. It's only because of him. And we owe him everything. Amen. We owe him all the honor, praise, and glory. He said here, set your affections, which is your mind, on things above and not on things on this earth. Because the things on this earth is going to pass away. How many of you know it's going to pass away? When you leave here, you can't take none of it with you. Not any, My mom used to say, naked you came, naked you shall return. You can't take anything with you. They're going to take everything off of you. They're going to say, well, he don't need that no more. He don't need that no more. They're going to be up there fussing and fighting over all your stuff because you can't take it with you. And so what we need to be doing is setting our affections on heavenly things where it counts the most. It's good to leave a, a, a heritage for your family. It's good to leave them money. It's good to leave them. But I tell you, when my mother passed away, she didn't leave me no money. She didn't have any. She didn't leave me no house. They fought over the house, sold the house. But what she gave me was a whole tote bag of her literature and Bibles and study reference material. She said, I'm giving it to you because I know you'll take care of it. Amen. She said, if I give it to the rest of them, they might throw it away. But I know that you know the value of it. But what she did leave me was God. She left me God. Amen. Because all I ever known was God. When I was born, my mother was saved. I never known her to live any other kind of way. She was saved from the time I was born. Hallelujah. And she lived a saved life in front of me. Praise God. And so now when we're thinking about what we can leave, I want you men to think about this. It's good for you to provide for your families. It's great for you to leave a heritage. It's great for you to know that your wife and children are taken care of. But are you being an example for them for Christ? Are you leaving them God? Amen. So when they get in trouble, they know how to pray. And they get in trouble, they know trouble won't last our way. That this too shall pass. Hallelujah. So they won't go and just uh, hang themselves up a rope somewhere because they think, since I've lost my money and I lost my wife and I lost my husband and I lost my children, I might as well go kill myself. The devil is a liar. So what you do is you leave them some hope, which is Christ Jesus. Amen. You tell them about the Lord. 
that when they have nothing else, they can look unto the hills from which cometh their help because their help cometh from the Lord. Amen. So verse 3 says, For ye are dead, and, ye, and your life is hidden with Christ. So that means as Christ died, we know that he was, he was dead, buried, resurrected, sits on the right hand of the Father. Amen. We should, as believers, have died, been buried, resurrected, and now we have connection with Christ. Amen. Because he sits on the right hand of God and he makes intercession for us. So now we're dead. We're no longer ourselves. We've been crucified with Christ. That's what the scriptures say, right? I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I. Huh? But, I, but exactly. Okay, so I, I'm dead now. I'm dead. It's no longer me. No more me. It's all of God. Amen? So now you got to ask yourself, if you crucified and you're dead, why are you so easily offended? Why are you so easily hurt? Why you so easily leave the church every time something happens? We all, oh, I'm out of here. Every time somebody hurts your feelings, you want to shut it down. Amen. You shouldn't be coming in here for people. You should be coming in here to give honor and praise unto the Lord. If you're coming in here for anyone else, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be disappointed. Amen. Because we all have good and bad days. Amen. And I might be having a bad day. So if you come in here for me, you might be disappointed. But if you come in for the Lord, huh? you keep your eyes stayed on him. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on me. God, I'm coming in here and everything I do in the house of God is for your glory. It's not for my glory. It's not to make a name for myself. It's not to be recognized. But it's to give glory unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. So now I'm dead. I'm dead. No more me. No more Olivia. Because she used to be something back in the day. You don't even want to know her. Amen. I tell my husband that often. I say, ooh, she be trying to flash back every now and then. But I have to keep her under subjection. Amen. I have to crucify my flesh. And I have to humble myself under the mighty hands of God. So we're going to find out today there's some things we got to do. Amen. Amen. He said, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So now after you've died to the flesh, you've died to your desires, your wants, everything you think you are is dead. And you've been risen with Christ. And now he gives you a new walk. He gives you a new talk. He gives you a new mind. He gives you a new attitude. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. He changes all of that. Takes all of that out of you. Amen. He said, now I can be risen in glory. I can't be risen in glory if I carry all this junk on me. Because we know those only those things, things that are holy is going to be in, in heaven. Amen. No unrighteousness up there. No gossiping and lying up there. No stealing, no homonging, no cheating. None, none of that is up there. Amen. So if we want to rise with him, we got to be crucified with him. Amen. So it says, verse 5, mortify. That means you kill. Huh? You deny. Mortify, therefore, your members, which are upon the earth. He said fornication. Y'all know what that is, right? That's when you're sleeping with someone and you ain't married to them. Yeah, that's fornication. Amen. And so when you sleep with them, everyone they've slept with, that's who you're sleeping with. Amen. That's what they call a soul tie. 
So you wondering, ladies, why you around here mad at him because he cheating on you and you busting his wonders out. That's because you slept with him and now your soul is tied with him as if he's your husband. Amen? But he's not your husband. I don't care how much you want him to be your husband. He's not your husband until y'all walk down here before God and man and say, I do. Amen? So that's what you call fornication. And then adultery is when you're having an affair outside of marriage. That's adultery. Amen? So that's a bonus one. I gave you that adultery. It's a bonus Okay, so uncleanness, anything that's unsanitary, filthiness, y'all know it, uncleanness. Some of us, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous, the things that we do and expect for God to come into this temple. He said, we are a temple, and I will not dwell in an unclean temple. This is the temple of the Lord. Now, this, this building is a temple, but you're also a temple. And if you want God to come in and abide, that means to stay, reside, dwell, means to take up residence, right? We all dwell somewhere, right? Okay, my address is 2802 right here, Willow Glen Road. That's where I dwell. That's where I live. That's where I eat. That's where I sleep. So that's what dwell means to abide. So he said, I can't abide there. I might stop by every now and then, and I might give you them little chills. You know how you get them little chills upon you and say, whoo, the spirit of the Lord was in the house today. But there's this difference in those little chillies that come upon you and God flowing out of you like rivers of living water. There's a difference. So if you want him to dwell in you, you have to clean up that temple. You got to clean that temple up. That means he tells you some things you got to stop doing on it. Okay, so now we're talking about fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections. That's that stuff people doing nowadays to children. Just, it's just ridiculous. The things that they're doing to children, innocent little souls. And it's nothing but a, an assignment from the enemy because he wants to destroy them while they're small so that they cannot be productive as adults and grow in society like they're supposed to. So he's getting them younger and younger and younger. I, I, I read the, the news, and I'm telling you, everything from starving children to death to, to throwing scalding hot water on them to, to molesting babies, molesting and raping babies. That is so twisted and mixed up. I, you know, it's, it's an inordinate affection. That's what it is. Amen. When you can look at an infant child and, and get some kind of sexual arousement out of it, that's perverted. Amen. You need deliverance. Amen. There's hope for you. You need deliverance. So in order and affection, evil, competence, covetousness, we want what somebody else got. But we don't want to do what they did to get it. And some of us need to stop, you know, looking over there wanting it because you don't know what they did to get it. Amen. I remember a couple of weeks ago, me and my husband was talking about the spirit of jealousy. And I said, jealousy is, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time for you to be jealous because that person applied themselves. And if you apply yourself the same way, you get the same result. Don't be jealous and hating on them about what they got. If you go to college and get a degree, you'll get the job. Huh? If you go in the military, you serve the time, you get the retirement. Whatever you do and apply yourself to it, you'll get the same result. So why don't sit back? Oh, she thinks she this and she thinks she that. How you know what she thinking? You don't know what she's thinking. She's probably thinking, how in the world am I going to pay for all these student loans? 
And this grant money I done borrowed. And how I'm going to maintain this lifestyle that I got now. Because you do have to maintain it, amen? You can get that big house on the hill, but you got that big house payment. Huh? You got that big house light bill. You got the big house insurance. So don't look at anybody be covetous or jealous about anything anybody got. God has given you what he has given you and be faithful over what he has given you. He said, if you be faithful over a few things, I'll make you rule over many. You asking God for a Maserati and you don't even like putting hot test gas in your car. You go up there and get the cheapest thing they got. I'm good. Ride all over town to get the cheapest gas. Amen. But you want God to bless you with a Maserati. That don't make sense. Because you got to have some Maserati money. <laughs> you got to be able to pay that sports car insurance. Amen. Uh-huh. You got to be able to put some good gas in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So covetousness, jealousy, envy, strife, all of them are a waste of time. Why should you be envious of anyone? You want to know how they got what they got? Go ask them. How did you do what you did? Huh? Which way did you do? He's, God said, I would not withhold any good thing from you. You want to know, all you got to do is ask. He said, you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask the myth. You don't believe it when you ask it, amen? But if you ask God anything, know that God will answer you. And oftentimes, it's, it's going to be through people. He's going to put you in the right place at the right time, talking to the right person at the right time. Amen? Amen. So here, I, we've established that's a waste of time, right? Jealousy. So when jealousy come by to visit, say, I ain't got time for that. That's foolishness. Envy. I ain't got time for that either. Huh? What should I be envious of? What I should be covetous of? If I apply myself, God will give me the same thing. Amen? He's already given you everything you need. Is there anything you need? To be honest, is there anything you need? Because he said, I will supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. So you might not be eating steak, but if you eat bologna, you're going to get full just the same. Huh? My mama used to say it's going to do the same thing. Amen. You're going to have the same finished product. Amen. And at the end of the day, you're full. You ain't missing no meals. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So here, we, we establish this a waste of time. Verse 6. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Because of disobedience. Because of disobedience. Because we are disobedient. That's why the wrath of God is coming upon some of us. I used to pray for my enemies when people, you know, do stuff to me. And I pray for them. I said, Lord, bless them because they don't know what they're doing. They really don't because he say, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. They really don't when they put their mouth on you. Amen. Amen. I just ask God, be merciful toward them. Don't really give them what they deserve. Amen. Amen. Because they don't know any better. And that's the same thing Christ did. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Amen. So you ain't got time to be right here worrying about your haters and worrying about what they say. Who is they anyway? Uh-huh. Who is they? I ask myself, who, who really is they? Right. They is, what, a collective group of people where their opinion means so much to you? I mean, who really is they? Praise God. 
So I take the I take the sting out of everything. I say, they said, who is they? Well, you know, in order for their opinion to count, I have to value their opinion. Amen. And if you don't value people's opinion, if you value what he says about you, I don't care what you used to do, because all of us got a used to. All of us got a used to, amen? It used to be a whole lot of things that I'm not anymore. Amen. And it's only because of the grace of God. Amen. So verse 7, in the which ye, are, ye also walk in some time. Y'all know we did those things. Everything that the enemy went to God about wasn't a lie. Some things we actually did. I know I did. Uh-huh. And I was asking God to forgive me even while I was doing it. Now, you know we wrong. How many of y'all, why you doing it? Why you hitting it? Lord, forgive me, Jesus. You already know you're wrong. Huh? Why you doing it? Why you tipping and hiding and hoping nobody see you? Look up. He sees you. He sees you. Amen? He sees you. And if you keep on tipping and hiding, he's going to let somebody else see you too. Yes, he will. He'll expose you. Yes, he will. If he's talked to you time and time again about this thing that he's telling you you need to let go and you refuse to let it go, he said, I'll bring you to an open shame. I'll expose you. Huh? What is it going to have to cost you? Will you have to lose everything for it? Huh? You got to sit up here. Because he said the wages of sin is death. Anybody in here work for wages? I work for wages. That's where they pay me so much an hour for the work that I do. And he's telling you the wages for sin is death. That's the payment for it. Keep on sinning and see what happened to you. Because you're unprotected, you're uncovered. Huh? It's a time where it's going to come on down. Everything you do is going to come back around. Please know that. It's going to come back around. It always does. Because it is a principle. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you plant an orange seed, an orange tree going to grow. Huh? You plant some envy, malice, and strife, that's what's going to grow. You plant some jealousy, some backbiting, and lying, that's what's going to grow. Whatever you put in the ground is what's going to come up. So let's not be surprised when we start getting it back. Amen. I don't know what is happening to me. Have you been a stumbling block for someone else? Have you lied on someone else? Have you been dishonest? Huh? What have you done? Because it's going to come back on you. Whatever it is that you sow, whatever seed you plant. So if we plant seeds of righteousness, guess what's going to come back? Seeds of favor. When we need favor. Y'all know how when people come in your office and they got a whole lot going on or whatever. And some of you are like, oh, okay, they just drama. Okay, we need to be praying because I do. Lord, do I help them? What do I do? Because everybody's not lying and scheming and, and running game. Amen. Some people are sincerely needing help. Amen. And we got to be careful as Christians that we don't turn our backs on them in their time of need. Amen. So we need to be praying for the spirit of discernment. Lord, help me to discern. I don't know if this person is telling the truth or not. What do I do as a Christian, as a believer? And we used to say that all the time. What would Jesus do? Yeah, what would he do? Amen. We take that and apply it to our life every day. So here, verse 8, it says, but now ye also put off. We got to put off some things. Anger. We got to put it off. We got to take off anger. 
You know you got a quick tempo. You know you can go from zero to 100. That's up to you. And I'm going to tell you something, too. While you go out here going from zero to 100, you can drop dead of a heart attack. Uh-huh. You can have a stroke. Being all upset. And, oh, I'm going to do And I got to say this and that, this and that. And I'm just keeping it real. Because I remember the last time that happened to me, I thought I was having a heart attack. And they went in and they put me up EKGs and all that over. They said, you're having an anxiety attack. And whatever is bringing this kind of anxiety into your life, you need to get rid of it. Because the next step is a heart attack. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're out here angry. I'm just mad. I'm just, ooh, I could just, ooh, I just got to give them a piece of my mind. Well, you might need that piece of your mind. So don't be so quick to give it away. Amen. You might need it one day. If you give them a piece and them a piece and them a piece and them a piece, you ain't got nothing left. Amen. So anger, anger is something we can put off. Amen. We can take it off. We don't have to be angry. So you know what? I'm just going to walk away. That's what I say. Not today, Satan. <laughs> uh-huh. We, we could choose. We could choose. Okay. Am I helping somebody in here? Because we can choose whether we're going to be angry or not. Because the word of God says anger lies in the bosom of, the fo- of a fool. Most of the time, you don't even have all the facts. You don't went from zero to 100 just that quick. Can't nobody talk to you. Now your blood pressure up and your heart racing and all that. You can have a heart attack. Ralph. Oh, I just, I'm just so mad. I'm just so, I'm furious. I'm going to get them back. Amen. Malice. Blasphemy. Filthy communication coming out of your mouth. Some of the things y'all say. I have them coming to my office all the time. And they're young ladies. And they can't help hold a whole sentence without beep, beep. And that's what I be doing in my mind. Beep, 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 beep. And then so when they finished talking, I said, so can you repeat what you said? Because I had to bleep out everything you were saying in between there. Because, see, my spirit is the temple of God. And I ain't trying to let all of that come into my temple. Amen. So I need you to speak to me in English. We'll start using profanity so I can understand what you're saying. Amen. But keep that in mind. Everybody, even those that are not Christians, they're they're not impressed by that. Because you can use a profanity or curse word in the the exact place where it needs to be put. And you know how to, you know, put emphasis behind it. And that's not impressionable. Amen. That shows a sign of ignorance. That you're not capable of holding a conversation intelligently without using profanity. So if that's something, Lord, help me with my mouth. I was sitting getting my nails done the other day, and the person next to me, they were on the phone. And they were bleep, 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 bleep. That's what I heard in my spirit, because I'm bleeping it out, right? And so under my spirit, I began to say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, I don't want to hear all of that. I don't want to hear it. So either he need to move or I need to move, and I'm just getting here. And that's just as I said that the phone call ended. And I said, thank you, Father, because I didn't want to hear all of that. Amen. It gets into your spirit, and next thing you know, you're repeating it. How many of y'all that ever happened to? Because, see, when you were born, you weren't born cussing. You weren't born cussing. You had to learn to cuss, and you had to hear somebody say it in order to know how to use it. Amen. So that, that's proof right there that it gets into your spirit, and before you know it, you're saying it. And scratching your head, where in the world did that come from? Well, it came up out of your spirit because that's what you allowed in, amen? 
So filthy communication. That could be lying and slanderous. You, you're just killing people with your mouth. Saying things that you heard, that they said, that you don't even know if it's true or not. Amen. And these are your brothers and sisters. And it goes on to tell us later on what we should be doing. Amen. So it said here, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man. These are characteristics of the old man. We shouldn't be as Christians walking around still doing the stuff we did when we was in the world. People should be able to look at us and see that there's a difference between us and the world. Without you wearing a Jesus sign around your neck and a Jesus sticker on your car. I've had people come in my office and just start calling me Miss Olivia. I never told them to call me that. You know why they call me that? Out of respect. Amen. Because the, the, the spirit of God in me demands respect. You're not going to talk to me all 10 karat crazy. In the name of Jesus. Okay, well, I'm going to invite you to leave right now because, you know, I, I'm not, I can't, you know, there's, there's something going on between you and I right here and I can't, you know. I had one to call me and cuss me out. I said, ma'am, I'm hanging up the phone. You can't hang up the phone on me, blah, 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 blah. I said, ma'am, I'm hanging up the phone. I said, ma'am. Okay, so when she called my boss, my boss, my corporate manager, she said, did you hang up on her? I said, I most certainly did. And I told her I was. I don't have to be subject to that kind of abuse. I don't have to hear all of that. No, there's a way she can talk to me. Amen. Without using all that profanity and, and talking all crazy and making threats and all that. I, I, don't even, I didn't even want that in my spirit. I said, bye. You know how we used to say, bye, Felicia. I don't even want that. You know what I'm saying? So I have to hang up the phone. So my boss said, I said, I most certainly did. I ain't finna lie about it. I most certainly did. And I told her three times I'm finna hang up the phone because I don't want to hear all of that in my spirit. Amen. Amen. So it said, put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created you. So there's some things we got to take off, ain't it? Before we can put some things on. You ever try putting clothes on top of clothes? You look real crazy around, huh, with three or four layers of clothes on, won't you? You got to take something off before you can put something on. And he's telling you to take off the old man, the works of the flesh, the cares of the world. Take those things off. And now dress yourself, huh? With the godly things. You have to make a choice to do it. Amen. Only you can do it. I can't do it for you. Only you can do it. Every morning you got to get up and put on the full armor of God. Isn't that what he said in Ephesians? Huh? Having your learns girded about with truth. Huh? Your breastplate of righteousness, which is right standings with God. Your feet shod shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Your helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. You got to get up every morning and put your armor on. And sometimes we go out and we forget to put our armor on. And then here come the, the fiery dots of the wicked, the enemy. And we wonder why we've been attacked the way we've been attacked. Because we have not put our full armor on. Amen. So we got to put it on. Nobody else can put it on for you. You got to get up every morning and consciously in the spirit put the full armor of God on. So here I am right now. I got my breastplate righteousness, which is right standings with God. Am I righteous? No. There's no righteous thing in me. I'm only righteous because I'm in right standings with the Lord. Amen? That's the only thing I'm righteous about. Because he said my righteousness is as filthy rags. 
When I try to do good, what did Paul say? Evil is always present. When I try to do the right thing in my own flesh, because see, we got, it, we got underlying uh, intentions on why we try to do the right thing. Some of us, oh, I'm going to do the right thing because I want them to call my name. I want to be recognized. But you ought to be doing the right thing whether anybody is watching or not. Lord, every day I'm striving to live right. Amen. Every day I'm striving to live holy. So here it's telling them to put on the knowledge of God, the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created you. He said, wherefore neither, he goes on to tell you, Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, it doesn't matter. We want to make this thing a racist thing or, or, or a male and female thing. In the sight of God, there's no male and female. There's no gender. He looks at us all as sons of God. We're all sons of God. Amen. And we all will stand before the Lord one day and give an account of everything that we've done and said. So here he's telling you it don't make no difference whether you're Greek or Jew. Because, you know, the Jews believe that they're God's chosen favorite people, and they are. But, God, they're going to have to stand before the Lord just like the Gentiles. Amen? They're going to have to give an account to everything they've said and done that was contrary to the will of God for their lives. And verse 12, it says, And put on, therefore, also the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy. Huh? We ought to be merciful. We shouldn't be sitting around telling people that's what you get. And I've heard people say that. Well, that's just what she get. No, just no mercy, no empathy, no sympathy for anyone. Amen. You just feel like, oh, well, they got what they got, and that's what they should have got. Well, if you had got what you should have got, that's what mercy is. Mercy is when you should have got what you deserve, but you didn't get it. Grace is when you got what you didn't deserve. Huh? So none of us really deserve it. But it's because of his grace and mercy that we have it. So as mercy was shown toward us, let us be merciful toward one another. Let us be compassionate toward one another. Let us be sympathetic toward one another. Amen. He said, having bowels of mercy, kindness. Let us be kind to one another. If you got a mean spirit, ask God to deliver you from it. Amen. Sometimes, uh, you know, I've seen a whole family of mean people. So sometimes it's just inherited. (laughs) What's wrong with you, Ned? We're going to hurt you to smile? No. You you that way don't even know why, but your grandmama and her mama and so on and so on was mean. And that mean spirit was passed down to you. But I promise you, if you try to smile, amen, it's inviting. When you smile, you're inviting people in. You're saying, hey, I like you. You know, come into me, come into my world. I'm welcoming you in. But you sit around and look like you sucking on lemons. People go the other way. Oh, let me go on over here. I don't know what's going on with her today. Amen. Amen. So with kindness, humbleness. How many of you know we can humble ourselves? The word of God said, if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, I will exalt you in due time. You can humble yourself. You can do it. You can say, you know what? (laughs) I ain't ain't even going there today. (sighs) Let's go ahead and exhale. I ain't even going there today. You can actually talk to yourself. How many of y'all talk to yourself? 
See, some, some of us, we don't talk to ourselves enough. Because I be telling myself, self, and self say hello. And I say, self, now we're not going to do that. Because, see, right now you're in your flesh. And if you do what you want to do, it's going to be ugly. And self say, you know what? You're right. And I said, okay, then what we going to do? Uh, self say, we're going to pray. And I said, okay, self, well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. I be talking to myself. Huh? Yeah, that's how you keep that flesh under subjection. Because that flesh wants to react. Somebody do something to you, you want to do something. That's the fleshly side of you. But we as Christians, you should grow to a point where your spirit overrides your flesh. That I can't do what I want to do when I want to do it how I want to do it. And I can't definitely can't say what I want to say when I want to say it how I say it. I can't do that, Bishop, because later on, then I got to go to God and repent to him by what I said. And then I got to go to you and ask for your forgiveness by what I said. Amen? So, you know, we have to come to a place where we tired of going around that same old Marbury bush, ain't it? Doing the same thing. Here you've been saved for 20 years and you still cussing like a sailor. Something wrong. Amen? You got to crucify that old tongue, amen? You got to get that thing to God. Say, Lord, wait a minute. Teach me how to articulate my words more successfully than, than this, amen? Because it's really saying that you're out of control. You don't, you don't have nothing better else to say, amen? So humbleness of mind, meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, as Christ forgave you, also do the same. Forgive them, Amen? Forgiveness is for you. It's not for the person. Because people will do you wrong and go around in their life like they ain't did nothing to you. Huh? How I many of you ever had somebody do you wrong and they get mad first? <laughs> they beat you getting mad. You, say, you be sitting there baffled. What you mad about? You the one did me wrong? Yeah, they beat you getting wrong. You know. You know they lied on you. No, they lied on you. No, they cheated you and all of that. When you see them, they got an attitude. You be saying to yourself, well, do Jesus. Now, you the one did me wrong, and you sit up here mad. What you mad about? Amen? But that's that guilty conscience. Amen? And he said, above all, verse 14, all these things put on charity. Love is going to cover a multitude of sins. Love will cover it, y'all. I promise you it will. If you cover it in love, it's covered. Amen. Say, God, I'm just going to cover that in love. You know what? I ain't going to even address that. Sometimes the best way to deal with a situation all the time is to pray about it. But sometimes you don't even have to address it. Give it to God and leave it alone. Because by us want to be confrontational and confront the person about it, you, you cause them more harm than good. They know what they did. They know what they said. They know how they treated you. They know they ignored you. They know they disregarded you. They know. So what you going to gain going, I just want you to know. I don't like what you did. And then they flare up and you flare up because they ain't finna say forgive, they forgive them because they're already in denial about what they did to you. Amen. But you just got to choose to forgive. Amen. Just as Christ forgave you. Just as he covered you. Just as he gave you grace and mercy every day. Amen. We got to learn to give that unto others. He said, let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and that's what we did here today amen we were singing to the glory of God I don't know about nobody else but I felt the presence of God in here hallelujah I felt his presence in here amen
said, well, the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty. He said, whatsoever you do, verse 17, you do it in word and deed. Do all things in the name of the Lord. Everything. If you give, give in the name of the Lord. If you sow in the name of the Lord, show compassion all in the name of the Lord. If you do it in the name of the Lord, then you won't be expecting anything in return. Amen. Because you already have everything you need. Because God is going to give it right back unto you. Whatever you push, put out, that's what's coming back to you. Amen. Amen. So that's the word of the Lord on today. You know you got to do what? Put off some things to put on some things. Amen. You have to put off that old man. Uh-huh. Put on the new man. Amen. Put off the fleshly man. Put on the spirit of God. We have to do it. Amen. Each and every day. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. I ain't just saying it because my wife, but that's a word. So, uh, at this present time, it's time for each and every one of us, whoever feel like they want to, for to take off something and try on something new. You see, scriptures. You see, scripture says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new." In the New Living Translation, it say, "This means that anyone who belongs to Christ becomes a new person." The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So now I invite each and every one of y'all to dedicate your life to my best friend, who is Jesus Christ, who's been with me through my most darkest time and have been with you through your most darkest time. When you should have been dead, he was right there to kiss that bullet. When you should have had a heart attack, he punched you and made your heart keep beating. When you was about to choke to death, he freed your throat up. I'm talking about my best friend who has been with us and you and me and everybody else for all eternity through our darkest time. And to the person of the Holy Ghost who is my closest companion, is it one out there right now who want to give off and just change up? Now is the time while the blood is still running warm in your body. You gotta stay. We have heard the word. We have the heard blood. the instructions of the Lord. So now it's time for you us to do something about it. Will it be one out there today that want to change their life? Just the look blood. at me. I used to do all the kind of things. I had all you kind of luggage on me. I had all kind of outfits on. But I changed up. And he loved all of us the same. No matter what you yeah. did, no matter what you think you're going to do. He will accept you. It won't do you no harm. Amen. Amen. But will that be another one? Pray under the blood. It may be somebody here today looking for a church home. Pray Lord knows, I guarantee you. This church home is a good church home. The blood. It's pastored by a true you man of God. Would blood. that be another one? Would that be another one? And this old world. It 
Don't you got them? Would there be another? Under the blood. If you make you one step, I promise you, he'll lead you the rest of the way. But the knob on the door is not on the outside, it's the on the inside. You got to let him in. Because you when you hear that knock, it's going to be too late. Now is the time to step up to the plate. I want to, I just want to ask y'all, each and every one of y'all in here, for to do one thing for me, and then I'm going to be out of the way. Would y'all please repeat after me? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Shh. Do y'all hear that? Somebody just got saved and the angels are rejoicing. God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m. Our morning worship service at 11 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m., our morning worship service at 11 a.m., Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. It's gonna be our 